Hello, guys. Welcome to the Apes with Attitude podcast. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Apes is back, back, back. Tell a friend. Oh! Anyway, yeah, I'm back. So, for those who are friends with me on Facebook, you may or may not have seen my post uh, several weeks ago or a month ago or so now that I was going to put the podcast on hiatus after essentially not even touching it for months, several months. And, you know, there's many factors as to why, but I'm not going to go into them. You know, I just, the, the, the podcast in a way sort of felt like it was becoming a chore in, instead of something that I actually wanted to do. I was, you know, depression takes hold and yada, yada. Sappy fucking bullshit. Everybody goes through it. Whatever. The reason I started this podcast is because I wanted to do it, and I had plans to do it for several years before I actually did it. And, you know, I I don't really have a real explanation as to why I started to not enjoy it, but I kind of started to get the itch to talk. And what better people to talk to than you find people? I mean, right? Right? I also got to admit that Brandon also pushed me to to start recording again. So there's that also. Got to give him a shout out for pushing me along. And let me go ahead and formally address that I'm not going to make any more promises that I'm not going to keep. I know I've said in previous videos that, oh, I'm, I'm going to start doing this once a week now. And I'm going to have a guest every week. And here's this and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to record my podcast when I want to do it, when I feel like doing it. And I'm going to have guests when I feel like having guests. Let me talk about something that really gets under my fucking skin. These parents that insist that, oh, if you just have a baby of your own, then you'll you'll be so much happier. You'll you'll find so much more fulfillment in your life. And okay, listen, that might be the case for you, but for me, that is just simply not an option. I am not going to invest my life. This is a life sentence, having a child. <laughs> having a child is a life fucking sentence. If, if you're going to do it right, if you want to do it right, you can be a shitty parent if you want. You know that There's no shortage of that going around. We all know that. But tell me, what is so fulfilling about waking up every single day at the crack of fucking early <laughs> to the sound of... <laughs> what no fuck that <laughs> the sound of, of children crying and, 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 and okay so babies not so much for some reason hearing babies cry doesn't make me angry but hearing kids cry from the age of like you know like three to ten a crying child for some reason just makes me so mad I don't know why. And it's nothing against the kid. You know, I understand that they have no other way to express their emotions because they don't know how to. So I get that. But I'm allowed to feel fucked up about it, okay? But if you're in the middle of a grocery store and your six-year-old kid is screaming and jumping up and down because you won't let him have a candy bar, that is your shitty parenting, okay? You are obviously incapable of sitting down with your kid and explaining to them 
that not everything is going to go in their favor. When your kid is just totally inconsolable over a fucking Snickers bar, do you know what I think about when I see shit like that? If an advanced alien race saw that right now, they would think, how fucking pathetic of a species is this? The kid can't have chocolate, so he's screaming. <laughs> how are y'all parents, man? How can, how can y'all be parents? I just don't understand it. I've never wanted kids ever in my life. And I really don't want people to think that I hate kids so much to the point where I'm like mean to them because I'm absolutely not. And anybody that knows me personally and has seen me around like their kids or other kids, they know I treat them very kindly and I'm not a dick to them. And I think that is because at the end of the day, other people's kids, they get to go home and I get to go home by myself and the kid goes away and he doesn't overwhelm me like he does these parents which brings me to my next point why are 90 to 95 percent of parents that I personally know absolutely fucking miserable <laughs> and it seems like you know the more kids you have the more miserable they are and you know just from the outside looking in it just doesn't look good it doesn't look like a fun time. I quite enjoy being able to work and come home, and the only thing I have to worry about is feeding my cat and changing his shitbox. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't have to wake up at 3 in the morning to feed my screaming cat. I don't have to take my cat with me to the grocery store while he grabs things off the shelf and then screams at the top of his lungs when I put it back. My cat doesn't need to be woken up at 6 in the morning to go to school only to fail all his fucking classes. And you wonder why you sit down with a little fucker every night and help him do his homework. I don't know, man. It just, it just don't look like a lot of you parents out there are having a great time. It doesn't look that fun. I don't understand the appeal. I, I get that a, a certain margin of people have to have children in order for us to survive as a species. But at this point, whether we deserve to survive is up in the air. That's a whole separate question entirely. I'm just saying that I'm really happy to not have to participate in what looks like pure chaos and unhappiness and unfulfillment and crushed dreams. So, yeah. Sorry if uh, a lot of my friends who are parents listen to this and they think, oh, he's a dick. But then again, if you really don't know me by now, I don't know what you think you're listening to. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. That's on you. All right, enough dunking on parents. <laughs> Let's move on to something else. So I've really loved the survival genre of video games. I've come to find out these last four or five years. I've, I want to say it, it, it started with Ark, Survival Evolved. That's when it really kicked off for me. I'm sure I played survival games way before then that I probably didn't think were survival games at the time. But Ark was the first one that really caught me. I spent so much time playing Ark. It's insanely addictive because you can spend so much time gathering all your materials and building your your weapons and your armor and your base and getting food. You got to stay hydrated or you'll die. And then there's death all around you lurking in every corner. Dinosaurs and everything you can imagine that is just scary. And it will crush you, this game. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible in a good way. Spending days or even weeks and months 
building your base and everything in your game just to have some asswipe with a rocket launcher come and level it within 45 seconds can kind of get under your skin <laughs> and make you rage. So I've had my roller coaster with that game, but the most recent survival game I've gotten into is The Forest on PlayStation 4. It's been really fun, it's unique, and it's not too difficult. There is definitely a challenge to it, but it's not so much that it's going to make you rip your hair out. It's honestly pretty forgiving and a fun time to play. It did piss me off really bad, however, with this one incident. So the premise of this game is you're on an island and you are alone, except there are cannibals that are also inhabiting this island. And they basically act like feral humans and they show up all the time and they wreck your shit and you basically you have no choice but to kill them as they come or they're just going to keep coming. And I built a log cabin to protect myself against these cannibals and it costs like 89 logs to build. So you got to cut down trees to get logs obviously and you only get four logs per tree and, and to cut one down and collect the logs is a whole process that takes like you know, 30 to 45 seconds, but to have to do this so many times where you need almost a hundred fucking logs, it took a minute. Okay. It took a little while. So I finally got it built and then the cannibals came and they fucked me up. <laughs> they fucked me up hard. They, they, they literally destroyed my cabin and I didn't get to salvage any of the logs. It just fucking disappeared. I spent a long ass time building that cabin and I had really grown accustomed to it. I, I was proud of it. like I, It was like I built it myself in real life. That's what it felt like. I was so proud of this cabin. And for them to just come and knock it down, I was overwhelmed. And they just knocked my shit down. Gone. <laughs> I was really upset about that. I, I never got over that, actually. I never forgave them. So I built it back up bigger and stronger. And I'm actually doing all right in the game now. It's really fun. Definitely recommend if you have a PlayStation 4. So who else is really excited for this new Game of Thrones spinoff that's going to air in 2022? It's called House of the Dragon. And what it's going to cover is the Targaryen Civil War. It takes place about 170 years before the start of Game of Thrones. Now, I know what fans of Game of Thrones are probably thinking, oh my god, they're going to fuck it up just like they did the ending of Thrones. And I honestly understand that as your knee-jerk reaction, but this is not going to be touched at all by the people that had a hand in ruining the show. And I mean specifically David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the showrunners of Game of Thrones who thought they were going to get a sweet, kick-ass Star Wars deal, so they wanted to rush the ending of Game of Thrones. <laughs> And the, the real punchline is they never even got the deal. <laughs> Disney said, well, we kind of see what you do when you don't want to commit to your projects. So Disney acts that real quick. But the premise of House of the Dragon is King Viserys I has several kids, but several of them die. And the only one that's left is Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen. And he names her as his successor to the throne when he dies. And that starts a lot of shit with the king's second wife, Alicent Hightower, who has children with the king who are male and what she considers more legitimate to the throne than Princess Rhaenyra. So basically, the Targaryen families split. 
and they go to war with each other. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of dragons. So if you were a fan of the dragons in Game of Thrones, you will definitely want to check out this show when it comes out next year. I think this can be a fucking terrific show if they do it right. And I'm feeling confident about it so far. But something to look forward to sooner than that, Jackass Forever is coming out in October. The fourth and final Jackass movie. So when I was a kid, this was my show. I was really, really into Jackass, the TV show, and I watched all the movies. And it, <laughs> it's so crazy. They honestly had an influence on my sense of humor and who I became as a person. And I will always cherish that till the day I die. So the fact that I'm really, really happy that they're coming out with one more movie. But the fact that it's going to be the last one is it's it's probably going to be a little emotional to watch. I don't think I'm going to cry or anything, but it's definitely going to it's going to hurt to know that that's it. But I'm happy they're getting to do it again. Now, I feel like I have to talk about why they're not including Bam Margera in the movie, which sucks. It really, really sucks because Bam Margera is a central part of Jackass and who they are. But the reason they're cutting him out of the film is because he just cannot stop getting high. He has a serious drug problem and he's an alcoholic. And this has been public knowledge for the longest time. Everybody knows this. And it's only gotten worse ever since Ryan Dunn died in that car accident 10 years ago. It was a part of Bam's contract that he can be in the movie as long as he does drug tests and he proves that he's, he stays sober and some other stuff. And he couldn't even do that. And so they, they kicked him out of the movie and he's just been getting worse ever since that was announced. And it's really sad, man. You know, these guys were my heroes growing up and I know they might not be the best role models. I mean, they were all, most of them drug addicts and alcoholics at one point, And now it's pretty much just bam. And he just can't get it together. And it's, it's really sad to see and it hurts. So we'll see what the future holds for Bam in the next five to ten years. He'll either be dead or he'll be like Steve-O. Steve-O's done a phenomenal job, hasn't he? What a guy. That guy was doing everything under the sun and was just a complete psychopath. And even he was able to seek help and get better. So we'll see what happens to Bam. I'm really hoping the best for him. But I'm really excited for this movie and I'm, I'm sure some of you guys are as well. It's going to be great. Well, that wraps up this little monologue. I'm really hoping you guys listen and enjoy. Let me know if you guys want to hear more content because if I get feedback from you guys, that might just push me to keep recording. I don't know. I guess we'll see.